Welcome to Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are, I, I want to say that we are recording this on November 1st, which, according to my husband, is the official start of the Christmas season. I know. One of my uh, work colleagues said she's listening to Christmas music from today and like all day, every day. That's a lot. I mean, I think it also kind of depends on your taste in Christmas music, whether or not that would get unbearable. In fact, my colleague was talking to me about how she sent me this article about this channel that's called GAC, the Great American Country. And it's a TV channel that is like rivaling Hallmark in the Christmas movie lineup, although they don't start till after Thanksgiving, I don't think. So they're a bit more traditionalist. They're behind. But like Danica McKellar left Hallmark to go do all her new movies this year with them. And some of the Hallmark stars are like double dipping. And I was reading the article and it was about how the guy, well, the guy who was like the head of programming or the VP of sales or something in Hallmark and another programming person like left in the midst of all the like saga around same-sex marriage ads on the channel. And so I was trying to decipher from the article. So are they more conservative than Hallmark or were they upset at their stance on that? Like I I really couldn't tell what was going on. The name sounds, you know, very conservative. Yeah, but like, let's see. Let me just look at what some of the Christmas movies are called. That might give us some insight. I mean, I don't know. If they're anything like Hallmark, it's just, they're just going to be called like, you know, Jingle Bell Wedding. It's weird that it's GAC, like GAC. That's just the weirdest. Much Ado About Christmas. Yeah, that could be a Hallmark movie. The Christmas Switch. Could be a Hallmark movie. Christmas time is here. Could be a Hallmark movie. A kind-hearted Christmas. Could be a Hallmark movie. Yeah, this tells us nothing. They're a little bit less punny than Hallmark titles. Royally wrapped up for Christmas. Oh, that's yeah. There's like not a a lot of. It doesn't appear to be more like, uh, Bible-driven though, but it's got like, Jill Wagner, Maggie Lawson. Jen Lilly, Cameron Matheson, Jenny Garth is going to be in one from uh, 90210 fame. Oh, right. Yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot of the, the oh, there's Jenny Garth and Cameron Matheson, Matheson together in their movie. But yeah, a lot of them are very similar. So I'm, I'm not quite sure what this GAC channel is, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? And then there's also that list of uh, Netflix ones, but I mean... It's there's so many choices this year. It's crazy. That's true. They they've Hallmark has struck upon something that others are rushing to emulate, as we've right. seen. All right. So this past weekend, in fact, it feels like a lifetime ago already. We watched the not very interesting. I'm gonna say right from the start, Christmas in Harmony, starring Ashley Murray, Luke James, Basil Wallace. Loretta Devine and Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child fame. You know, it's interesting you say not very interesting because it wasn't, but to me, it was no more, it was no less interesting than most Hallmark movies. I would almost call this one also an above average Hallmark movie. Oh, really? I was yeah. bored, 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 bored. But so, I mean, no. I was impressed by the fact that, you know, we chose this one because of the musical theme, and I was like, oh, yeah, 
that'd be fun. The musical theme, sort of like hoping against hope that, you know, there would be some actual music in it, which usually there isn't much of when there's a musical theme. There was a full musical number. That's true. That's true. There was. And they were obviously singers, the people in this movie. Yeah. Assuming they had them sing. Right. Assuming that was their own voices. I, I guess I can't verify that. But Because I, I would say that their acting was definitely not as good as their singing, which would lead me to believe that they were actually singers as opposed to hired for their acting. And then, you know, we're just working with a terrible script, which. Yeah, it was this. I don't know. I got a few comments on the Instagram account about how terrible people thought this one was. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Which is, which is always entertaining, I think, when people are talking about it. Should we get it recapped? Yeah, let's let's recap. So first of all, the first thing you need to know about this movie is the harmony of Christmas and harmony is the main character. Now, bad, 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 bad. Let's talk about this choice for a moment here. They could have got any way they want with this. They could have made Harmony the name of the town. They could have made Harmony the name of absolutely nothing at all. And it's just Christmas and Harmony because they're, you know, doing a choir thing and that would have been fine. Instead, they make it Christmas in Harmony, which let's be honest, sounds a little bit porno. It totally sounds porno. So anyways, Harmony is the main character. And I turned on, I turned this movie on about one minute in, I want to say and immediately laughed out loud because the first line I heard Harmony was talking to her mother on the phone and her mother was in a grocery store. And she says, I haven't set foot in a grocery store since we started coordinating this merger. And I just laughed out loud immediately because that's the most hallmark thing ever in the first minute of the movie to have a high powered career woman talking about how she doesn't have time to live because of her job. And we know the next step, right? So we all know what happens in the very next scene, right? Yes, of course. She gets fired. Yes. So Harmony loses her job as a record executive. And she, by the way, looks like she's about 20. Yeah, she looks way too young to be as far into this field as she is. But, you know, that's okay. Some people just look young, whatever. That's true. So she loses her job, even though she's great. And her boss is like, yeah, you're the best. I'm in your corner. And it's kind of like, dude, you're literally firing firing her. So, you know, save it. It was bizarre. Yeah. So anyways, and so she calls her mom and says, okay, well, I'm coming home for Christmas. So she's going from New York back home to her small town in North Carolina to do Christmas with her mom. And the first thing that becomes immediately evident as soon as we arrive in her small town, North Carolina, is that mom is definitely going to get with the widowed deacon. Oh, yeah. Like right off the bat. In fact, I thought maybe they were already doing it. Yeah, I mean, they, maybe, because Hallmark wouldn't tell us if they were, really. That's so true, that's true. It just no, no funny business evident. in Hallmark, especially secretive funny business. Right, no secretive funny business. The first time we're introduced to this man, two things happen. Number one, he tells Harmony's mom that she's hot. And number two, Harmony tells him that she's sorry about his wife. And we learn that his wife died three years ago, which is just enough time in Hallmark land for him to be getting on on. Harmony's mom. So anyways, so Harmony immediately gets roped into directing her church's Christmas show, which seems to be this sort of fundraiser they do every year with the choir. And then suddenly enter choir director Kyle, who I just wrote is hot. Yeah, this this guy is played by Luke James. And he is, he's very attractive guy. So anyways, so enter choir director Kyle and somebody else in the church who's not the deacon who has the hots for Harmony's mom has apparently already given him the choir director position, but then the deacon just gave Harmony the choir director position. So now it's going to happen. 
They're going to have to work together. And guess what? He's her ex. Oh my gosh. What a surprise. What a surprise. And so they immediately start argue jamming, which is definitely a thing where they're arguing about who will be the better choir director. And he's like, no, I do it more like this. And she's like, no, I do it more like this. And in the process, they're like singing together. And the people looking on are like, oh my gosh, this is serendipitous. They have to do this together because they're argue jamming, which is a thing that one does. It, it does appear, looking into his background here, he is a composer, actually. So he is oh, kind nice. of a legit musician of sorts. Oh, okay. Good for you, Hallmark. Yeah. So anyways, then we cut back to New York, where Harmony's boss, who just fired her, remember, is talking to their biggest artist, whose name is, I shit you not, Mello D. Star. And I do want to point out that Mellow is spelled M-E-L-O and then D as an initial star. Yeah, so, so I did anyways. have the captions on and I noticed that and I didn't know if that was just them or the movie. But No, because I... later on there's a marquee. You, you see oh, your name, yes, on marquee. name on the marquee. Right. Yeah, I didn't have the captions on, but I saw her name on the marquee. So anyways, and Mellow D star uh, only wants to work with Harmony. She thinks everyone else in the company sucks, apparently. And she is extremely unhappy and tells Harmony's boss that he'd better get Harmony back because she's the only one who has any, you know, musical sense. And she is, of course, the one played by Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child fame. So anyways, at some point we get the line. I forget who says this line. I wish I'd written down who says this line, but it was the most Hallmark line ever. So I had to write it down and share it. And it was, oh. It's Melody. Melody says this line. She says, Harmony's desire to help others with their dreams makes her forget about her own. Oh, oh God. Anyways, so bottom line, Harmony can get her job back if she makes an amazing record with Melody. So meanwhile, cut back to the small town of North Carolina. And at this point, you know, Harmony's still pretty upset about having to work with Kyle. And she keeps referring mysteriously to something really unforgivable in their past that he did. And that's always kind of an interesting thing at Hallmark when somebody's done something that's difficult to forgive because it's inevitably going to be some sort of misunderstanding and a really G-rated misunderstanding. No one's ever cheated on anybody. Nobody has ever seriously hurt anyone's feelings. Always very amicable problem. It's always very amicable. So they this apparently did not end amicably. And that always sort of raises my eyebrow when it happens in a Hallmark movie because they have to get a little bit creative in order to come up with something that can be in a Hallmark movie that could also make a reasonable person angry. So mystery's still out on this one. We'll find out later what it is. Anyways, in the meantime, Kyle takes Harmony out to hear a band who I don't know if maybe this is going to be the perfect band for Melody. I don't know. And he ends up singing to her and they end up dancing and singing and you know, they slow dance and spontaneously sing each other a love song because that's how this works. And so this was a little bit more musical than the average Hallmark musical mm-hmm. movie. Definitely. Introduce the most irrelevant plot line, which is that the church's mission is going to be closed if they don't raise $10,000 by Christmas because of something that has to do with like the property being sold and they need a deposit or something. And it just turns out to be a totally irrelevant plot line because this seems to not really motivate much of anything or change how anything happens and then at the end when it's resolved because obviously it's resolved it's kind of like a throwaway afterthought of a line like oh yeah maybe we should resolve this and make sure that everybody knows they didn't lose the mission so whatever i guess it does do one thing and it gives harmony the idea that if they could get melody to sing at this thing then they could maybe 
sell enough tickets to raise the $10,000, which kind of raises the question to me of like, how much are they charging for tickets in this tiny North Carolina town that they're going to raise $10,000 from this like church choir show? I don't know. Well, they, they, they know they've never done it before, man. Yeah, they've never done it before, but still there's a limited number of seats in this menu is all I'm saying. Well, maybe they get like donations and stuff too. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So anyways, she's going to get Melody thing so that they can sell more tickets. So now what has to happen is that Harmony and Kyle have to write a new song for Melody because they already have a full cast for their Christmas pageant. They already have a Mary and a Joseph and all the normal people. So they have to come up with a new role for her with a new song. And in the meantime, they go out and buy and decorate a Christmas tree together because it's Hallmark. And then... They do some baking too. Do they bake? Yeah. I I zoned out for the baking. I wrote down Yeah, that's too bad. All right, cool. And then the following line happens. That's it, Kyle. I know what role Melody Star should play. The Christmas star. And then it was like a commercial break. It was like, <laughs> it was super gaggy bad. It was, yeah. So anyways, so they write a song for Melody Star where she's going to play the Christmas star because of course she is. And then, you know, the day of the show comes around and lo and behold, there's a snowpocalypse and Melody cannot make it. So... Guess who's going to have to be the Christmas star? Harmony. Harmony, Harmony, who gave up on her own dreams of becoming a singer to help other people pursue their dreams through the record label. And no, she can't do it because she gave up on her that she walked away from that life a long time ago. But yes, yes, you can do it, says Kyle. And no, no, I can't do it, says Harmony and blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's right. But she does it. But she does it. She agrees to take the role. Then the night of the show, one of the cast members come in, comes in announcing that Felicia, who is playing Mary, has been seen doing the, and I quote, mistletoe tango with a certain Mr. Noah, Noah being Kyle's last name. Oh, yeah. Harmony confronts Kyle in front of everybody and is like, you were spotted doing the mistletoe tango. And then her mother's like, oh, is there a dance number? No, it's not a dance number, mom. He was making out. That's right. And so... At which point Felicia intervenes and confesses to everybody that she was actually making out with Kyle's brother, Darius. And that was the Mr. Noah in question. And this also is kind of like an irrelevant plot point as well. And then it also raises the question of like, Harmony and Kyle aren't actually together at this point. And so like, you know, what's her- Why would anyone be upset? And and I mean, obviously we know they're going to end up together, but there wasn't a ton of like, besides the like love song singing moment, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot of like typical clumsy falling in love moments in this one. No, yeah. So I, you know, whatever. But I guess they've been in love the whole time. And we're just supposed to believe that. So, anyways, at this point, this prompts a conversation. Love. Right. So this prompts a conversation between Kyle and Harmony with Harmony's mom, which is not at all weird. In which Kyle reveals the real reason that he did the unforgivable thing, and the unforgivable thing, forgivable thing, was apparently standing Harmony up at the airport when she left to move to New York, because yeah. he was supposed to go to New York go with, her, with her. That's right. That's but right. stood her up, and apparently what did the we reason find out, we found out that Harmony's now deceased father, who was her, you know, favorite person and inspired her to be a singer and all this sort of stuff, asked Kyle not to go that he because why do you remember because he thought that kyle would hold her back yes correct not good enough for his daughter yeah yeah he wasn't good enough and so kyle honored the father's wishes and didn't go and then 
you know, he figured he'd explain it to her one day once she got really big or whatever. But in the meantime, the dad died. And at that point, he couldn't tell her because then it would like ruin her image of her dad. Ah. So now everything's cleared up, right? Like now they can fall in love because everybody knows what happened. So everybody knows the true story. And Kyle didn't actually betray Harmony, right? 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 Wrong. Wrong. Harmony says to Kyle, and I quote, I've written a lot of quotes from this one. There are a lot of exceptionally bad Hallmark lines. So Harmony says, the Bible says that love always protects and always persists. And you gave up. You gave up on me. (gasps) Oh, God. Yuck. I missed that one. Yeah. So nothing's forgiven. Meanwhile, guess who's going to make it after all? Melody. Melody's going to make it after all. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. They cleared the snow off the runway or something. But somehow she's not there yet when the Christmas star number comes up. And so Harmony ends up singing that anyways. And that is where we get a full musical number. And the way that happens is the Harmony starts to announce that they're going to skip the song because she doesn't believe in herself and she doesn't believe she can sing it. And Kyle didn't believe in her either, apparently, because that's why he gave up on her by sending her up at the airport or whatever. And then Kyle, who's at the piano, just starts playing the music anyways to sort of like force her to sing it. And she sings it. And everybody's like, oh, it's so beautiful, whatever. And we get a full musical number. And then right afterwards, Melody walks in. Yep. And they're like, oh, no, but we already sang your number. Now what? Like, I'm so sad. Like, we can't just go back and do the same number again. And then Kyle just turns to Melody and it's like, that's okay. Do you know Carol of the Bells? She's do like, yeah, I know, know Carol, Carol of the Bells. Yes, that was one of my favorite parts. And so they do Carol of the Bells. But here's the thing about, do you know Carol of the Bells? I feel like Carol of the Bells of all Christmas carols is one that you just don't turn to someone and be like, do you know Carol of the Bells? Because they're like in any standard, or, you know, is production Car- of that song. Yeah, it is Carol of the Bells. I wrote down Choir of the Bells. I must have been distracted by the choir. Oh, it's Carol of the Bells. But the thing Carol. about the Carol of the Bells is in any given like good recording you hear of this song, there are multiple vocal parts. Hmm. So at no point do you assume that somebody knows. I, I mean, I wouldn't think that at any point would you just assume that, you know, which arrangement is being used. Yeah, it's not like, and, do you know Silent Night? Right. Or we wish you Merry Christmas. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm sort of skeptical of how easily this can be improvised, though they do improvise it. And she sings it almost as a solo with some backup rather than as the traditional sort of harmony that it's sung as, but whatever. Yeah, we don't need harmony and Christmas and harmony. And then at some point, somebody tells them that they raised the $10,000. Okay. Yeah, and it's I kind of that. like everybody's happy or whatever, but they not save nearly the, as happy. Save the homeless shelter. Right. Not nearly as happy as they probably should be. If this were but the weirdest thing is what happens next. The weirdest thing is what happens next, where Harmony's boss, whose name is Frank, by the way, he's had a name this whole time and I forgot about it. Frank wants her back and you know calls her to say, you know, you and Melody have made this amazing music, and it was the music they made for this, you know, small town church choir, Christmas pageant, whatever. And so we we need you back to continue making beautiful music um, and helping people make beautiful music. And she says no. She does. She says no, because she's now going to follow her own dreams of being a singer. Right. And what does Melody say to her? She makes it extremely easy. So Melody is going to invest in her career. And she basically decides to open. She basically gives Harmony her own record label. And she's like, we're going to open a record label for you. And you can be your own first artist. And I'll be your next artist. And I'll yes. give you $250,000 to yeah. start your own record label, which is like, yeah, right. That would never happen in a million years. 
yeah, like here's some money. I also don't know. I, I don't know how much these things cost. Would that even cover it? I, I honestly don't well, know. Well, probably that. not. But like, even just telling someone, I'll give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like, I don't know. She was good. I didn't think she was that good. I don't know if you have Melody Star type of money. Who knows? That's true, Melody Star. And that's oh, and we assume that Kyle and her end up together, right? They well, do. what happens after that is Kyle offers to go back to New York with her, and turns out he's already bought the tickets which seems a little bit presumptive oh him. yeah that's true and I she's like oh like to visit and he's like no like to stay or whatever so anyway stay. so they're, they're back together now and apparently everything's and forgiven. I'm sorry I didn't come in the first place and it's kind of unclear what's happened that made her change her mind other than like she's had some time to think about it between when he first told her the truth and she freaked out and said that he was you know betraying the biblical definition of love or whatever and when she changes her mind and decides that she wants to live happily ever after with him, I'm not really sure what exactly changed. He was equally hot both times. And I, I think that, you know, there's no evidence that he or she did anything that would cause them to have a revelation in the meantime. But anyways, here we are. Everybody's going to live happily ever after. And it's going to be great. And I assume that Harmony's mom is going to get with the Mr. Deacon. Deacon. Yeah. 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 That kind of wraps it up that's a good bingo congratulations well like i said i found this one relatively boring i'm not gonna lie but Fair enough. my let's talk about our bingo moments um i actually had a couple of them in this one now you probably could have more than five but one is they actually said the words they needed a christmas miracle oh did they just to, to save the to save the homeless shelter because you know and they that ends up being such, that's so upsetting that that ends up being such like that's their Christmas miracle they need and it ends up being such a secondary plot point yeah and they by the end no one cares more money than ever before yeah but yeah and so they said that and then they did I also wrote down they went to a Christmas tree lot they did it's true and you know that's very stereotypical what about your bingo moments May? My bingo moment was definitely the fact that there is a snow globe imbued with sentimental meaning. Oh, yes. That's a good one. I forgot about the snow globe. It was like something her dad gave her or something. So it's, it's even better than that. The dad gave her the snow globe before she went to New York, but little does she know, and she will eventually <gasps> find out, it was actually from Kyle. And when Kyle decided to stand her up on the dad's request, he handed over the snow globe, and then the dad gave her the snow globe. Dad gave her the snow globe. The thing Correct. about snow globes is I think in real life there's such a useless object and you know some people have one or two they might put up around Christmas you might buy a souvenir one at some sort of kitsch souvenir shop when you're on vacation whatever but does anyone have a really deep sentimental attachment to a snow globe the way Hallmark characters do I'm, I'm tempted to say no well and I don't even think like collecting them they got to get a bit more like up to date with their pieces of sentimental value yeah I mean like I can think of a number of Christmas ornaments you can imbue with sentimental value, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, some kind of... But the snow globe is definitely on the bingo card, and I would say it's a bit outdated. They got to come up with something. Yeah, like... New who, to who replace still, that. Like Who still does snow globes? Hashtag relatable with whole marked up. What about for hashtag relatable on this one? I've got a really dumb, obvious one, and I, it might be too dumb and obvious. I have a dumb and obvious one, too. 
I married a Kyle. Ah, yours is better than mine. Yeah, I, 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 my relatable moment for this movie is I relate to being in love with a Kyle. I actually thought you might say something about that, that it was Kyle, because I, I got his name straight off the bat. I was like, oh, Mary won't forget his name. Yeah. Of this one. I put singing in the choir because I did do that as a kid. Oh, nice. At the Christmas shows, and we had to go to like three masses. And, you know, it always went faster if you were singing in the choir than if you were just sitting there. But still, but I never directed any of them but I did sing in the choir. Well, and now this was definitely a choir for adults. I don't think there were any children involved in this choir. No, and we were, I guess we, we probably sang all the way through high school, but you know, we were still kids when we did it. But no, they were all adults, you're right. It's, it's very unlike Hallmark to not have children in a Christmas pageant though. That's true. When there's the opportunity for children, Hallmark tends to add children. For sure. Okay, so I think, Mary, one of the bummers about this, well, first of all, I would say two things. One is that Michelle Williams is in it for far too little, considering who she is. And and that they were able to lock her down. I mean, not to be fair, she's no Beyonce. We know that. But like, you got somebody who can sing. You're going to put her in for like 30 seconds. And have Um, her sing half of Carol the Bells. I know, not even, you know, like she could have done, I mean, this could have been a new Mariah Carey number one hit by yeah. Michelle Williams in this Hallmark movie, but they yeah. totally underutilized her. And so that, so that underutilized and two, not musical enough for people that know how to sing. Every time Hallmark does one of these musically themed ones, I keep waiting for it to be a musical and it never is. And so I think that's the problem we need to remedy here. And I think there's a clear point in time we need to rewind to, to make that happen. <laughs> And that is right after Harmony first loses her job. So all the way back to Harmony, you're fired. Yeah. So Harmony walks out of that office and who does she call? She calls her good friend, Melody. And she says, Melody, you're never going to believe what just happened. And she tells her and Melody is like, that is some fucking bullshit. I think it's time to enact the plan that we've always had. And Harmony's like, damn straight it is. And that plan is to reform Destiny's Child. Correct. So we get the girls back together and, you know, we're just going to say they have all the money in the world and Beyonce and Kelly Rowland can come. But, you know, even if, let's say Hallmark can't afford Beyonce, that's where you fill in harmony because that's that's where you're like, okay, so Beyonce's doing her own thing now, but we want to reform the band anyways. Okay, so now it's Kelly, Michelle, and Harmony and you still got a band. That's right, Destiny's Child. And they're going to do like, a poptastically good version of this Christmas whatever show at the church, but it's essentially Destiny's Child through the years at Christmas time. It's going to be great. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to sing Bootylicious, except it's going to be called Santalicious. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Exactly, because his belly shakes like a bowl full of jelly. That's right. And, and, you, and you gotta be Santalicious. It's gonna be Santalicious. And also, we are not ready. We are not ready for how good this is gonna be. And the, the lyrics will be about like how you're just not ready for Christmas, essentially. Yeah. You're, you're just not ready, not ready for, for how good this Christmas is gonna be. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And oh, and Kyle's gonna help them write some of this. But to be fair, they're gonna be pretty good at it themselves. 
And I'm also pretty much okay with most of the rest of the plot even staying the same because if we do this version of the movie, I no longer care about the plot. I'm kind of just in it for Destiny's Child, you know, like at this point, you know, like back in the day when musicals, nobody cared about the plot of the musical and it was just kind of a vehicle for the songs. We can do that. Singing and singing and singing. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. She can get back with Kyle if she wants to. I don't really care much one way or the other. Well, I did discover that back in 2001, our girls, Destiny's Child, did come out with a Christmas album with quite a few interesting songs on it. So I'm thinking we'll have to incorporate some of these, including like a bit of a pop track called Eight Days of Christmas. That's a bit of like a hip hop-y 12 Days of Christmas. And there seems to be some like chatter on the interwebs about whether or not this was in reference to Hanukkah or not. Yeah, big eight days. That seems uh, reasonable. What else we got here? We've got Opera of the Bells, which we listened to it just now. It's just Carol of the Bells. That's that's what it is. But it's, um, you know, destined up, so. And it's way better than the version of Carol of the Bells that they currently have Michelle Williams do in this movie. Correct. So let's do that because guess what? Carol the Bells is supposed to involve more than like a soloist and some, you know, half-assed background vocals. They do do Little Drummer Boy featuring Solange, which could okay. be a good substitute for Beyonce if Beyonce is unavailable. Solange oh, yeah, could call. make an appearance, good which call. could be good. good what else? We've got... I kind of want to hear what this one is. It's called Destiny's Child. Christmas ben- medley. Yeah, it. awesome. Let's do it. That could be a showstopper. It could be the very end of the show, maybe even. I mean, I think I'd make the very end of Holy Night because it is one of the most universally likable Christmas songs. It is beautiful. And it does seem very like church Christmas Eve. But I'm also in favor of a DC Christmas medley. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But yeah, they got a few good ones. I actually really think their version of this Christmas is probably very good. Yeah, there's a lot we can do with this. And the thing is, at this point... I'm not sure I have other, well, we should probably think of some other punny, sort of like Santalicious, some other. I know. Other, well, let's, let's just look up some original Destiny's Child tracks. Yeah. They Say have, My Name could be when someone is asking to be added to Santa's nice list. Potentially, yes. Say My Name. Bills, Bills, Bills seems like an extremely relatable Christmas song without any changes. I know. We've got to have that one in there. Yeah. Independent woman could be about Mrs. Claus. That's true. How about Survivor? Yeah, that could be one. I'm trying to, think I'm how- trying to imagine a Christmas Eve version of Jumpin' Jumpin'. Yes. It's 1130 and the pole is Jumpin' Jumpin', meaning the North Pole, yes. where things are jumping while Santa's away delivering presents and everybody else is having a big party. But there's actually quite a lot that we could do with this. Yeah, this this will be good. Well, do you know what? Thinking about this, we should. I hopefully he listens. Our friend Joel B. New, and you know, we could really do some work on this Destiny's Child Christmas musical. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, copyright notwithstanding, but (laughs) that's right. So that's how this would be a better movie, and I I don't even you know I think at the beginning we were saying you know Sarah thought this one was exceptionally boring, and I said it was an above average Hallmark movie. I think once again, I'm inclined to call an above average Hallmark movie anything that has enough plot to fill the two hours, which this one kind of seemed to, but you're right that most of the plots were kind of insignificant. Like there were no stakes. 
you know, the mission. I was bored. I was legitimately bored. And and I, not that I love them because we know that I don't love them, but like, I wanted to know what was going to happen, going to happen in the boyfriends of Christmas past, like <laughs> enough to care. And I was excited to talk about it. And then I was like, ah, oh, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child in it for 30 yeah. seconds. And the whole thing with the mission could have been something with actual stakes, but then they just don't really use it. And it becomes this sort of secondary thing. Do you remember though, when they had did the one that Mariah Carey was in and she obviously, this was even pre-COVID. She, I think it was our first season, but maybe not. Cause I was at my parents when it was on. I don't anyway. remember seeing this one. So you must've watched it without it? me. I don't oh. think so. It was so bad because it was like Mariah Carey only was going to come to the set for like an hour. And so everything they shot with her in it, she was like obviously in front of a green screen and no one else was in the scene with her, even though she was talking to someone else in the movie. (laughs) And she would sometimes like stand in profile and obviously be having a conversation with the person over here that's not over there. Can Mariah act? I don't know the answer to this. Oh, she was so bad. And it was a movie that Lacey Chabert was in. And Lacey was like making all the costumes for the Christmas pageant. And Mariah Carey was like, you don't make the costumes, you buy them. And then her daughter like wanted a homemade one. And I mean, it was was so horrific. But they obviously only paid for a certain amount of like real time with Mariah. And it was bad. So at least I felt like, although Michelle Williams is only in it for a very short amount of time, it was better than what they did with Mariah when they negotiated to have her be in it longer, but she was terrible at acting, and she was obviously just standing in front of the green screen. Yeah, at least Michelle show. Williams was actually visibly on the set talking to actors. Yeah, and interacting with people and doing yeah. a pretty decent job, I felt. Yeah, I mean, she did fine. To be some girl just yelling at the dudes at the record. Right, like, but- I mean, in terms of in terms of like hallmark acting as it goes it was oh that's true know, that's true so we get, some, get some cred for sure yeah you know and, and and the one that i saw that lifetime did that was with kelly Rowland, and i think i only watched it because kelly Rowland was in it she was like the main person oh yeah yeah she was legit in it so i don't know maybe they do so hell the yeah there's precedent we you know we got michelle we can get kelly Beyonce will probably say no, but we just we just fill in harmony. It'll be good. Maybe a little Solange here. And That's there. right. Maybe Solange, and um, yeah. we're we're golden, and we've got yeah. our new. What do you think this musical would be called? It can't be called Christmas in Harmony because. How about what Destiny's Child is this? Oh my gosh, I love it! What <laughs> Destiny's Child is this? Wow, why is this not a song on their Christmas album? Correct. Well, right. Call them immediately. And they need to Joel help us write what Destiny's Child is. And on that note, but there's one thing: no matter who sings the songs and how, you know who comes, if Beyonce's there, Solange's there, Michelle, Kelly, Harmony, Kyle, we all know that Harmony <laughs> and Kyle, they definitely they will, they will fall, fall in, love. in love. Ooh, ooh! But let's just double check from our first prediction. Oh yeah, our predictions. I said it was going to be about foot, like Footloose, but they weren't allowed to sing in harmony, which yeah, I actually think would have been a much better movie. I you think I predicted a church choir thing. Yeah, you did. You definitely did. All right, I got a point for that. You said they were going to sing "Hark the Herald the Angels Sing" with lots no, of harmony, not. and I don't think they did. No. And I said for Bingo, they were going to have a, the brightest star in the sky of Bethlehem moment. 
I, yeah, they had that. You get that point. Oh, did they? I didn't remember that. Well, no, just because she's the Christmas star. Oh, yes, you're right. Of course, that would count. At least half it. Yeah. Relatable. I wrote, I, my notes say neutral location for the concert. And I don't know what that means. I don't remember what that means either. No. But, but if it means it was kind of an indistinguishable location, I think you got it. Because I thought it was in a church, but then they made reference to it not being in the church. So I don't even know. Oh, I think it was something like that. It was like, at the it was non-religious related oh okay gotcha that's what i had said and then you said one good english carol that you like will be in the show i mean i like carol the bells carol the bells it counts yeah that's pretty good now we do we're tied again yeah yeah that was a very good effort we did pretty well that week this week so the one thing that i'm very excited to announce is that they have more titles now so This coming week, we are going to be watching Next Stop Christmas, which um, is our, we're really anticipating this has something to do with trains. But some something's coming out, and we should do another set of at least a few guesses about what they might be about. Okay. So the following weekend, we have, I've already starred some ones I would like us to cover in these upcoming weeks, because they got some okay. good titles. Let's hear it. So the first set of three that are coming up, the 12th, 13th, and 14th, are Open by Christmas, My Christmas Family Tree, and A Holiday in Harlem. Which one would you like to try and guess about? My Christmas Family Tree, family tree because it's going to be some DNA shit again. I totally picked that one as well. Okay, so what do you think it's about, Mary? Somebody's going to take a DNA test, and they're going to discover a long-lost parent probably or something sibling someone who will then introduce them to a family friend this will be the exact same plot as you know lights camera hanukkah or whatever it was called last year oh yes 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 where you know the italian restaurant owner discovers that she's half jewish through a dna test and in rediscovering her roots meets the guy from boy meets world right so it'll be like that except with Christmas I think this is going to be about a girl who doesn't like Christmas but she is really into her ancestry and she finds out like her great-great-grandmother used to play Mrs. Claus or something okay sure and she gets or is Mrs. By... Claus actually well that would Mrs. be Claus. better but I don't yeah. think that I don't know if they would take that far but like that that she maybe she like Maybe she has a long-lost relative. She finds out may or may not be Mrs. Claus. All right, which, there we go. Which would be the bingo moment as well. But then that gets her to love Christmas, even though she doesn't like it. Fair guess. So my bingo is going to be a woman who may or may not be Mrs. Claus. What about My you? bingo is going to be, similarly to the Snow Globe one from this one, a family heirloom imbued with exceptional Christmas sentimental value. And then relatable. My mom is super into her ancestry, so that's very relatable to me. And family um, tree stuff. Man, what's going to be relatable to me about the family tree one? I don't know. It can be entirely unrelatable. Tea. I bet they'll be really into tea. I'm so, very into tea. So then the following weekend is the week just before Thanksgiving. And so, but they've got three interesting titles. One called Nantucket Noel, A Christmas Together with You, and A Kiss Before Christmas. I don't know. I don't know enough about Nantucket to care much. 
I picked Nantucket Noel is what I really All right, sure. Let's go watch. for it. Why not? One thing I have been to Nantucket. Okay. And my my brother had a girlfriend when he was in college whose family had a house there. Mm-hmm. And they flew on their private jet to Nantucket. Okay. And my brother, and this is what I want the movie to be about. My brother was there for the Christmas tree lighting at Thanksgiving. And he stood next to John Kerry at the Christmas tree lighting. And so, so Nantucket, it's like a rich people place. Am I yeah, correct it's about off, that? It's okay. off, it's off uh, Cape Cod. It's an island off Cape Cod. Okay. Okay. So what'll um, this one be about? So it's famous politician, but this is a little bit hallmarky where that a girl is going to go there and a famous politician arrives and she doesn't know who that is. And she sees him at the Christmas tree lighting and they fight and fall in love. Fair enough. So, I mean, I I can't see Hallmark having the slightest ounce of, you know, like class awareness. Right. However, it feels like there should be some in this movie. So let's say, you know, some sort of, girl from a working class background is in some circumstance that leads her to spend Christmas with this Nantucket family and she is you know out of uh, she's a fish out of water but she's falling in love Mm, that's good that's good I like it bingo for me is just the Christmas tree lighting itself what about you Mary there's gonna be a snowman relatable to me, this one is going to be highly unrelatable because I don't understand that like Nantucket life. But I do think at some point, one of my favorite things about Nantucket when I went there is we took the ferry across from Cape Cod and I started talking to this guy on the ferry and I had only just moved to the suburbs of Philadelphia and bought my house in Bryn Mawr. And this guy was like, where do you live? And I said, I live here. And he's like, oh, my bro- have you been to Narberth? And at this point, I didn't even know you. So I said, no, I haven't, oh, yeah, I lived to- in Narberth then, I yeah. haven't been to Narberth. He said, oh, you have to go there. It's amazing. They do this Dickens Festival at Christmas time. It's like the cutest <laughs> little town. He was telling me all about it. And then he said, we were there before Memorial Day because it's way cheaper to go to Nantucket uh, before Memorial Day than it is after Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, do you know that this is the first weekend of the sailing? And, and I was like, no. He's like, yeah, it's the first yacht race of the year. It's a great weekend to come. And the yacht race is called Fagawi. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. And he was like, do you know why it's called Fagawi? And I was like, no, I've never been to Nantucket. I don't know anything about sailing. I don't know anything. And he said, because all of the Harvard guys come down for the yacht race and they would do, they came down every year for this first yacht race and they would get really drunk and then they sit in their boats in the Harbor and then they would take them out in the middle of the, the end of the night. And then they would be on the boat and they would go, where the fuck are we? Oh my God. <laughs> and so right. I'm going to say that they would never tell that story in, in a Hallmark movie. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but in my in my real version of this movie, they're going to tell the Fagawi story. All right. So my relatable moment is going to be someone will wear a very sensible but cute sweater. I like it. And then we get into Thanksgiving week. And I mean, I think we can't, we shouldn't do any predictions of these because there's so many we need to maybe watch. 
Like, but there's so, already one I think we know we're gonna watch, right? The Nine Kittens of Christmas. The Nine Kittens of Christmas kicks us off. Then we have Christmas CEO. Okay. An unexpected Christmas. Making spirits bright. How did they not have that one before? But that's totally about ghosts. I'm gonna say. Oh, it Christmas, be. Christmas at Castle Heart, which is the Lacey Chabert in Ireland one. The Christmas contest. And that kind of wraps up Thanksgiving weekend. But well, I think there's there, one thing. There is one that's a bit later. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I take five in a row that we need to watch. I don't know how we're gonna do this. I think we're gonna. I think we're using the word "need" a bit loosely here. This is very true, but like <laughs> I need to see what these are about. Whether we actually record them for this show or not is nothing. A very merry bridesmaid. God. The, the two sister swap ones: a hometown holiday and Christmas in the city with the Williams sisters. Hmm. A Dickens of a Holiday, which has like us written all over it, Mary. But that sounds fun. And Royal Queen's Christmas. And these are all Thanksgiving weekend? No, those are in the couple of days. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So the the like really interesting run of movies, shall we say, are are a bit after Thanksgiving. But I was like, whoa, that's five in a row that I would like to actually see, (laughs) which was surprising to me. Well, I think that we know one thing about all of these movies. They will fall fall in love. love. So we'll see you next week. We're hoping to have a guest on. We've got to line up a few more guests of this season because we haven't done just been me and Mary so far. And Mm -hmm. um, I've got a few people interested in coming on this year. So first guest of the season next weekend to help us watch this next stop Christmas. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hallmarked Up. Find us online at hallmarkedup.com, on Instagram at Hallmarked Up, and on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.